what's up? Welcome back to All Talk No Chaser. And you have the one, the only, Juju, back on the mic. And unfortunately, um, we don't have Mocha with us today, but we have uh, um, an old favorite, Miss Rachel, a.k.a. Ray J, a.k.a. RJ, a.k.a. Uh, Lyrical Destroyer, a.k.a. Poem, uh, uh, Finesser, a.k.a. <laughs> I could go on and y- on. Y'all can just call me Rachel or Ray the Lyricist. Either way. Either way. I knew I was missing one. I knew I was missing one in that. <laughs> what's going on with you? What's, how how have your week been, babe? I mean, what's, what's what's going on? How many times I'm gonna say what's going on? I think I was three. <laughs> Our week was um a little draining. Um, Monday, I started off getting to work and my bypass hole for my water cord exploded pretty much. Your bypass hole? Hose. Got it. (laughs) My bypass hose had a crack in it, um, because I have not got my heater cord fixed yet. And I get to work and my car is steaming and water is shooting out of everywhere and because I'm such a girl, I start crying because I didn't oh know what God. to do. <laughs> the guys at work, they're like, don't cry. It's okay. Uh, so I ended up having to call off of work as, as I was at work to come have my dad come fix it. Um, so Friday. Just calling off work while at work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. Like. I got off at 11.30. I wasn't about to try to figure out my car at 11.30. So I have rather taken care of it before I started my shift, which I had enough time to do to get it taken care of. But that happened. And then um, I ended up doing overtime yesterday, what they called the night shift. And I ended up just having like, this dude tried to keep riding my bus, so I just instantly just <sighs> made sure he wasn't on my bus a lot because he was a damn near, damn near a comedian at that point because he was bus hopping for no fucking reason. Sorry, mm. excuse my French, but he was like Chris Rock on that new special. It was just oh horrible. <laughs> or what someone said, cringy. Yeah, like... <laughs> He he kept on saying he needed to go to East Cutting. So we get to Cutting. I was like, we're on East Cutting, West Cutting, South Cutting. I don't know where you want to get off at. And he just started talking smack. I was like, sir, God bless you. Hmm. I said, sir, God bless you. You can do whatever you want to do. But you ain't going to ride my bus again. And then he just got off. He was like, thank you. And then I didn't see him all night. You can't say God bless you to too many people nowadays. I said that to this one uh, person at my... uh place of employment and he told me don't tell me god bless you i see the devil in your eyes i was like oh okay not the devil in your eyes the devil girl and i was like okay well sir have a good night don't tell me have a good night you don't mean that so i was like okay have a horrible night like i don't know (laughs) it sounded like he needed a hug (laughs) well he wasn't getting that hug from me i'll tell you that right now he was not getting that hug from me so i ended up asking him what his name was and his name he said my name is joshua he was like why you want to know my effing name i said well sir i want to put you on a prayer list don't put me on your prayer list i'm like okay (laughs) 
So, guys, Joshua doesn't want me to put him on my prayer list. But you guys, you guys put Joshua on your prayer list because apparently I have the devil in my eyes, as he as he said. So, but you know that is what it is. You know that's how it is when you work in public transportation. I mean, I got so many stories, but I. I wouldn't be on topic if I go into what my week was at my place of employment with the different transients coming through. So we'll save that for another episode. When we have maybe we'll maybe Rachel, maybe we can have an episode. Where we just give like just all transportation uh, stories. We will be on here for hours. That will be all night. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you guys don't know the half. I mean, let us know that if you want to, if you want an episode where we're just giving you all the uh transportation, uh, all the transportation tea, we would do that because you guys would probably be laughing and crying, um, laughing, crying from laughter, but also crying just from the stories that and the people that we've seen just within our uh, uh, type of employment, like. It, it can be sad, but it can also be very entertaining and very comical. So let us know, but put it, put, say something in the comments, say something, send us a message and be like, Hey, you know, give us that. Cause I'm telling you, you, the things that we see, like we, like no one would believe us. I'm like, we need to write a book. Sometimes I sit up there and I'd be like, where is Ashton Kusher? Because this cannot be real. Like this, this, this cannot be real. Just let me just give you a quick story. This one guy comes up to to my booth and he goes, you know, ma'am, I lost, I lost my wallet. I lost my ID. I lost everything. Can I go in? I said, well, sir, it looks like you lost your pants too. Literally this man came up in some dodontodons, like not boxer briefs, not boxers, literally just his little, uh, what you call him? Captain underwear. Right. Like, and I said, sir, it looks like you lost your pants as well. He he forgot to say that part. And he was like, well, yeah. I said, you know what? Go ahead. Go, go find your pants. Find your ID. Please be, be, be rapidly get up out of here. So that, like, that's just one of the many stories that we can, that I can, or we can go into about the different people that we deal with on a day-to-day basis with our place. He had all your daddy's draws. Oh my God. Like, I didn't even want to look. I didn't want to, I didn't want to. And when he walks off, I said, do not look back, do not look back. Because if I seen that little brown mark, I probably would have thrown up. Oh, God. I would have thrown up, for sure. That just reminds me, I was, <laughs> when I was at my dad's house, and he came to get some water out the oh, sink. Oh, my God. And he was just in his white Don't tiny Don't blast riding. pops like that. Don't blast pops With like no that. shirt on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Looking like Captain Underpants. All he needed was a cape. No. No, but this guy needed a cape. He probably could have covered up his uh his waist. At least, at least oh god, he needed a cape because this poor man. And mind you, this was a couple of days ago, so it was storming, oh, raining. At man. one point in the day, it was hailing, and I said, "Ooh, I said this man about to get on this train, and they are about to have they way with him with no <laughs> with no pants oh, on my and god. just a little tidy whitey." So. Let's just all remember how grateful we are that we still have pants that we can put on. That part. You know I mean? <laughs> that pants part. And shirt that we still that we can put on. So, but this oh gentleman here, gosh. he probably needs to be on a prayer list before the other guy that said I had the devil in my eyes. I don't know. I didn't catch his name. I probably should have called his name so I can put him on because he he at least the other guy had pants. This guy he had no pants. So, yeah, <laughs> a little unfortunate. Oh, but man. as you all know, um, as we as I have put up earlier in the week, 
um, we are discussing trauma bonding amongst friendships. Um, I did not actually outright ask, um, you know, what do you guys, what's your, maybe I did, I feel like maybe I did ask you guys, like, what's your definition of friendship was, what does friendship mean to you? Um, nobody responded, (laughs) which is fine. You don't have to respond, but as long as you listen, which is better, it's great. But we do want to hear your, we want your voice on here. You know, like I said, we're all talking no chaser, but that's also meaning with you guys' opinion and things like that. And we hope to have more people on here to actually voice their opinions and things like that on different subjects. But we want to hear you. I'm more than willing to, you know, to quote you on on here on a recording on a podcast and just so people can hear your voice too and your thoughts about, um, uh, you know, the different subjects that we'll be bringing up. So, um, Rachel, I've got a question for you. Yes, I'm here. What is your definition of... I don't want you looking up your phone. Don't be asking Google nothing. I just want to hear what is your definition of a real, true, blue, genuine friendship? My definition of a friendship is somebody who you can call on, good or bad, who's there for you, thick or thin. Um who is willing to support you, allow you to grow, grow with you and be more, not even a friend, be more like family, just somebody you can depend on. Um, Unfortunately, other than my actual family, I don't really have too many friends that I can actually depend on. And I am not your friend. I mean, you are my friend and my family. You are my friend you are my best friend actually but i'm talking Aww. about outside of our relationship no, I, understand. Yeah. I don't have a lot of friends yeah. and um the one friend i thought that i did have for over 20 years will you before you get into that because you oh what is happening i don't know are those don't tears for me no, already? Wait, wait, let me get my tissue. Oh, Never let them baby. drop my cheek I'm about like to start Candace. calling you Candace. Let <laughs> me, let me, let me triangle a napkin here for where, you. Where's my <laughs> tissue? I can't this let it giving, drop my cheek. This is cheek. giving Real Housewife of Potomac right now. It's giving Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, but I mean, before we go into all, all the tears and stuff like that, let's. Uh, if, you guys don't ever let me talk. Oh, <laughs> Let's get into my definition, and I completely agree with you. Um, I am, I am, and I and I'm, and I use this word not lightly, but I have been and is um, very blessed to have a good handful of friends that I can call has been my true blue, uh, real friends. Um, don't get me wrong; I have experienced those that that weren't. But um, I definitely have been blessed, you know, to to experience real friendships. One actually, uh, one of the one of the best friendships I have, and I still sometimes compare my friendships to the friendships with him to this day. Was um he actually he passed away back in two thousand nine. He was one of the, my best one of my best friends. He genuinely genuinely cared for me, genuinely loved me. And um, unfortunately, I lost him to uh, diabetes. And I'm also going to throw in um, depression in there as well. Um, I lost him to both those things. And um, young, um, he was 26 years old. 
but even within his short time, like his short time span on this earth, um, he genuinely showed me what a true friendship was and what true friendship was about. And I would always and forever love and care for him because of that. That's why I have his name tatted on me. So, you know, it's real because (laughs) he will always, he will always be a part of my heart and, um, RIP, um, I see you when I get there, there, and I love you to death. Um, but he, he, I can genuinely say that he was a friend. He showed me what genuine friendship um, was and what it was about. Um, uh, but Rachel, you was about to go into, so we, we gave our definition of what real friendship was. Oh, I, I don't think I really gave a definition. I think I kind of was agreeing with Rachel, but just someone that you can basically, like my, I'll tell you, I'm going to compare it to the friends I have now. The ones who I say is by my, my, my handful or whatever. First, I want to make it very clear. Friendship at a certain age, uh, or maybe at any age, is not about qu- quantity. It is definitely about quality. <laughs> definitely. And I have, I've learned that over these past years, now that I'm knocking on 40's door, like I've, I've realized that you don't need to have, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten friends. Now, if you do, if, if you are so blessed to have seven, eight, nine, ten loyal real genuine friends like that's a blessing because even in the bible god said you are blessed if you can find one friend you know but i don't have nine or ten but i have a, i'm not even gonna put a number on it because ain't nobody about to be messaging me or calling me and saying like well i included in that no if you know you know period <laughs> that part you know what i'm saying so i don't have to put a number on it but um these people who i call my friends i also call family and that's what they have grown to be to me in my life. Um, I Meaning that I can be vulnerable with them. I can be myself. I'm never judged by them. We help each other grow. Um, they want to see me at my best as I want to see them at their best. We take each other's criticism um, as love. It's never to put each other down. It's always to build each other up. And I find that, you know... A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people never experience that. And like I said, I'm very blessed. Um, I have one particular, and this is not me trying to single anybody up. Because like I said, I have a handful of good friends. But this one particular friend, my grandmother, um, may she rest in peace, um, last week was her, uh, would have been her 104th birthday on the 24th. So um, happy birthday again, mom. I love you and miss you. But she told me this one particular friend, she said, don't lose that friend. She said, that friend, she goes, she always show up. <laughs> so that, that I, you know, that just goes to show, like, so my grandmother, my grandmother was, like, being present. That was, you know, a definition of friendship for her. And, you know, you may think, like, oh, I just got to show up to things. No, that's not it. The thing is, is that are they there for the important things, for the milestone things? And that's what she is. You know, she's been there for me in in times of sorrow. She's been there for me in times of happiness. And that's what's important. Not just to show up to the club, not just to show up for the free dinners, not just to show up for the parties. Right. But in, yeah, but in times where um, you needed that shoulder or you needed that ear, you know, um, I can't necessarily say I can call her and cry with her because she's not really into that. (laughs) She's not really an emotional person. But we're working on that. But other than but other than that, like I can genuinely say, like this this is she's my family. Like she's my family. But I do have 
other that's why I said I thank God I have a handful because I do have those friends that I can call and I can actually sit on the phone and cry with and they will understand and they will come for me. And so, you know, like I said, I am I'm genuinely blessed, you know, to to have that in my life. Um I guess my, my Rachel, why do you think you haven't experienced those type of friendships and what are the friendships that you have experienced in your life? I that that's a really complex question there because I experienced friendships but I feel like they were all based on something we had in common I felt like I searched for friends to complete me versus just a friendship because I I suffer from an issue where I had trauma in my relationships with my family so I was seeking a family through other uh, sources versus trying to fix my family. Um, I've had a, a handful of people who I thought I called my friends. Um, one particular, I was there for him when his mom died. I was there for him through everything. And then he ends up telling me that I'm a narcissist and he doesn't want to be my friend anymore. Oh, wow. And um, that I hurt people that come in my life. And then I ended up having another childhood friend that I went to high school with and I introduced them together. Comes to find out he became friends with her and she talked about me as if we weren't friends. And to this day, I really don't talk to her. She calls. I respond in a a nice manner, but we're not, our friendship is completely damaged. Um, and then I also had some coworker friends that I thought were friends and they kind of turned toxic. And and I realized that it's not just the people that are in your life. It could also be you. You can be going through something traumatic and you are taking all your frustration out, all your issues out on those people, which can turn the relationship toxic as well. Mm-hmm. Um to speak on a handful of friends, like I said, I don't really have a handful of friends right now. Uh, my friends are my brother, my sister, my sister-in-law. I call them, cry on their shoulders. But I did have a um, a significant part of my life with a friend who I was friends with for almost 20 years. We were friends since we was 15 years old. Um, she was always nice to me when I was at school. The only person that took went out her way to say hi to me, um, knowing that I was in resource classes. So I got made fun of a lot. So it's like we started hanging out. It started off as not a friendship. It started off as something romantic. And then eventually it turned into a friendship, but it was a very toxic friendship. I want to say those are the most complicated quote friendships to have is when it starts off <laughs> You know, romantically. Now all of a sudden, y'all best friends. Like, well, actually, it starts <laughs> off as friends with benefits type of situation. And then, yeah, like, all of a sudden, it's like, now we're just friends now. because That's my best friend. Yeah. But yet, we were sleeping with each other two, two three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we um we started off that. Then when it, it all fell apart, it was, I wouldn't necessarily say it fell apart. She kind of just, like played on my feelings mm-hmm. in that situation. I told her how I felt. I showed up for everything. I made it known that I liked her. 
but she continued to date other people, continued to throw all these other people in my face. And I finally had to look inside of me and I was just like, you know, I'm emotionally taking myself out of whatever this is. And I started dating this other person. And then it started showing that she started coming around a lot more, showing, saying that she liked me too. And then, like, eventually just ended that part of it. And then we started actually trying to get to know each other as friends. But that became toxic too. Yeah. Because she was drinking a lot. I don't really drink all that much, especially when I became a bus driver. So it's like every time we hung out, she was drinking. And she was trying to force me to drink. And I didn't really want to drink. We got into a lot of physical altercations. Um, going to the clubs. She's getting drunk in clubs. I'm coming to the rescue because people are coming up to me talking about your friend asleep in the club. I come and try to get her up. She chokes me. She pin slammed me against the wall. I, I came home with black eyes because she took my keys and threw them across the street in downtown Oakland. I had to go chase her because I didn't want to leave my friend, my quote unquote friend. Right. So it's like, it just turned into really a bad situation to a point where, um, I got into this last relationship, not with you, but, um, with another, uh, another woman, we were only together for about six months. I introduced them to, they became really close. And then, um, me and her ended up breaking up because me and that friend was fighting in front of her. She accidentally got hit. And <laughs> don't accidentally get hit. Because she was trying to fight. she was trying to break it up. Like I don't know. I just kinda ran into her fist. I don't know what right. like she was trying to Not break right. she was trying to break the fight up and then I hit her <laughs> because she was in the middle of the fight. And it wasn't it wasn't like I was trying to Stay hit her. Stay in your lane, girl. I wasn't trying to hit her, no. But after that, she kept on saying that I was abusive, I have an anger issue, so we ended up breaking up and then couldn't find out we were still sleeping with each other, but she was dating other people after she was telling okay, me she Okay, girl, loved you me. don't went into that relationship. I'm you sorry. still talking about the friend. With- I'm sorry. You think but I the fa- the, 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 no. fact, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that in that process, this quote-unquote, my friend of 20 years was believing what this girl was, was saying about me, but not hearing my side of the story. They were still hanging out. They were still going out. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be my best friend. If I broke up with somebody... Why are you still hanging out with mm-hmm. the girl that I broke up with? So I, my question to you is, um, why did you feel that you can still have this friendship being that you had this romantic relationship at one point? Did you guys ever take a break like, and just not be in each other's no. lives after that? No. And that was part of the reasons is because we never really discussed what happened between us. We just moved on as if nothing happened. Mm. But she was still upset about a lot of things that I've done. I was still upset at a lot of things that she done. But we never actually discussed it. And when we finally discussed it, it was more of her putting all the blame on me. And it's like, but when it was a it was a two part relationship. We were both toxic to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, it's just. You guys was bonded by the trauma that you guys were like yeah. constantly putting on each other. The yeah. Toxicity, the toxicity yeah. that you guys were constantly yeah. uh, putting on each other. Yeah. So it's like. It's kind of what kept you guys in each other's yeah, lives. Yeah. She, she, will, she will pump me up and make me feel good. And then 
I will go right along with it, and, and then next, you know she's punching you in the face. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> it's exactly what it felt like. It's not funny, guys. I don't want you to think, but you know, honestly, I was I'm putting a little sarcasm in that, but it, I guess I kind of laughed yeah. because then she was like, "Yeah, exactly." I'm like, "Oh, shit. because like, because it's, it's literally it's literally <laughs> the definition of a friend stabbing you in the back." Well, uh, except for she's hitting you in the face instead of stabbing uh, you. Exactly, right. okay, exactly. You. But it's it's, <laughs> it's basically just that. It's like, and now you know, I moved back to Antioch. She lives out in Antioch. We don't talk. We don't even message each other anymore because we moved in two different paths without each other. And that's okay. Right. Um. You know, I, I want to say that I kind of was in a similar situation Um. when I, you know, when I was younger. Um. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure a lot of you guys remember uh the party line. And so, oh my God, I, I that can be a whole other episode in itself. The stories I can tell you back in the day. Uh, say hello. No, but anyway, <laughs> I can tell you about you know the whole party line situation. Where I met this this woman on there by the name of we gonna just go with sincere for right now because that was her name on the uh on the party line. But um at that time I didn't even I didn't even understand or know that I even was uh I had any I guess homosexual tendencies. Um, I was told by another lesbian female, like, Julie, you're gay. And I was like, no, I'm not gay. Like, you know, and, but she was like, no, I see the way you be looking at me like you for sure gay. So, but when she said that, and, you know, I was still dealing with a man at the time and it was like, no way, you know, but here we are, you know, but anyway, we see what the outcome was of that. But so I met her on the party line, and my intentions never was wasn't to have any romantic type of thing going on. It's just we simply connected and we just had great conversation. And uh, make a long story short, we ended up meeting each other, connecting, and it wasn't no physical attraction on her part. However, there was it. I at the time, like you know, it took me. I was scared to admit it, but it was physical attraction on my part. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen so many signs. It was so clear to me that it wasn't like the the feelings that was shared or was not the same for one another. But because I battled with low self-esteem, I battled with, uh, with self-sabotage. I had a lot of issues on the inside um, with just with myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself. At the time, I was uh, battling um, being overweight. You know, when you were in, you know, your early 20s, um, like, looks was everything, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, if you knew me, you never thought that I battled with low self-esteem or anything like that because my whole thing was when I was bigger was I may be big, but you ain't going to know I'm mad about it or you ain't going to know I'm sad about it. You ain't going to know I'm depressed about it. So I always had a smile on my face. I always had this mask of confidence. And I say mask because on the inside, I, I didn't love myself. I didn't you like myself. You basically put on a facade for, for the world. Sure. Because one thing that I didn't know what society do with heavier set men and women is that if you're not confident in your fat <laughs> or in yourself, not the confidence. Yeah, they, the fat, they will though. treat you like shit. And so my thing was okay, I'm, yeah, I'm a big girl, but. <laughs> I'm I'm I still look good. Oh wait, you and I'm gonna show it. And whenever I walked into a room or whatever, like I walked in my head held my head held held high. Like I never 
want to give off the perception of, oh, she's one of those low self-esteem type of females, you know, that big girl type of females, because my thing was, you, it's already enough that I'm big, but you ain't going to get on me for not possessing no confidence. You ain't going to get on me for being like, oh, she got low self-esteem. You, you just ain't going to see that in me, you know, even though that, that's what I was battling with on the, on the inside at the time. So, um, anyway, we meet up and, you know, we exchange, you know, a little, you know, we kiss, we hug, we, you know, um, now that I've gotten older and had many sexual experience, I can't say we actually necessarily had sex, but we, you know, we made each other feel good in different, in different ways. At the time I was new to this whole lesbian world. So honestly, in my mind, what we did do was sex. I'm like, oh, this must be, this must be sex. Like, oh. But in reality, you know, looking back, it, it, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? But the, the the way this ties into friendship is it was said over and over and over. We would tell everybody over and over, we're just friends, we're just friends, we're just friends. And um, and in all reality, I think I she fed into me a, something in me to where I felt like if I'm with her, if people see me with her, then I, I it was like, what? how can I explain it? To me, she looked really good. Still do. I don't want to say she looked. To me, she was. So I felt like people see me with her, then people will see me. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? And I think that was, I struggled with that. I struggled with being seen in the way that I thought was acceptable. When in all reality, like I said, like people saw me yeah. like, See, and people love me. Like I, I like I said, I have real genuine friends. But for whatever reason, I don't know what other validation I was looking for. But I felt like the only validation, the validation I was looking for, was only through her. If she was still in my life, if people seen me with her, you know. No, and, that's that's not that's understandable. Yeah. So, um, so within this quote unquote friendship, um. We hurt each other. We hurt each other emotionally. We hurt each other physically. I'll never forget. It was this one night we had went to the club. And that particular day, like, I just, I was feeling very, very low as far as how I looked physically. And I had, before we went out, I had, I had drank a four loco and, and, <laughs> and Okay, then I get to the club, got bottle of service. Y'all know them four locals used to be off the chain back there. That's four locals, that's straight coke. But yeah, so we get to the club and we get bottle service and I'm I'm drinking in. I almost fought somebody in the club. I'm throwing ice at people because I'm just, I'm all in my own feelings, battling with my own demons that really had to do, you know, solely with me. And I, we end up, the club ended up being over. We go outside and I see the girl that, you know, my friend, you know, was talking to at the time. And I don't know, I went up and said something to her. Don't ask me what I said. I was drunk, out of my mind. And uh, then I get up and my friend face was like, you said you ain't talking to her. And she was looking at me like, what is the problem? We're not together. And I was just like, Ugh. and next thing you know, I tripped and fell all on the ground. And then people started laughing at me. And then she's like, don't you? Then my friend goes, y'all know what I'm about. She helps me up, gets me in the car and slaps me in the face. And I'm like, wait, wait. She just slapped me. So then she whoa, she hops whoa. in the car with one of my other friends. They drive off. We go to my grandma's house. Then we fighting in the car. Fighting. She done pulled out some of my hair. I still got the ball spot, actually, right now to this day. <laughs> and the next, very next day, I call her up and was like, hey, we about to go to Denny's for breakfast. You want to come? Like, nothing ever happened. She's like, yeah, I'm on my way. I'm going to come over this and go. So it's like, it was like we was connected through like this trauma. And even in, in her in in her situation, 
her living situation wasn't the best. So it was like I was, and she at the time she didn't have a vehicle. So I was her ride to play. So it's like she used me for, and I know use is a strong word, but in, in our reality, we used each other. Yeah, no, that's not You know what I'm saying? It was a situation where we, we just used each other for different, for di- in different ways and for different things. Right. And so it's like we basically, we tore each other down to bring each other up again to tear each other down again. And that's, you know, definition of a, a trauma bonded friendship. And we are, we are friends to this day. You're probably like, what? Y'all still going through that? No, we actually stopped being friends for like a good year or at least almost a year. And I worked on myself. She worked on herself. She got in the place to where she, you know, was, was mentally and spiritually better for herself. I ended up getting the weight loss surgery, lost a hundred pounds. And then I started to uh, love and appreciate me for who I am. And then, therefore, when we did come back together, we did now we genuinely have a genuine friendship, a genuine love. And, and she is definitely a part of that handful of friends. So I can genuinely say, this is my family. This is, you know, it's not just my friend, it's my family. Even her family, I consider my family. But we needed that time. We needed that time to work on ourselves because we were trying to bring this friendship together with all this baggage and all these things like she wasn't where she was at in her life where she needed to be i wasn't where i was at um emotionally mentally and physically as where i wanted to be and we're trying to have this friendship that was actually based on uh us really trying to fill the void in each other that Neither one of us can feel for each other. It was something that we had to do for ourselves. Right. And so which which made our, you know, the relationship we did have, you know, very, very toxic. And, you know, we look back on it now and the things that we done that we did to each other and said to each other and we'd be like, Man, like that was crazy. We both we were young, you know what I'm saying? But still it's like you find yourselves in these situationships, relationships, whether it be friendship, romantically. And sometimes you get together because you're trying to fill this void. You think this person can fill this void for you that, that you're missing. And it's like, no, you really have to come into these uh, situationships, you know, already full, already whole. Yeah. And sometimes we get into these relationships to where we're looking for a love that, you know, that we didn't have, you know, with family or, you know, whatever the, the case Whatever the case may be, I know a coworker of mine said to me yesterday, and I said, "Oh my God, I heard this before." He just kind of jogged my memory, but he said, "You got to be careful when you invite people in your life because some people grew up um, on survival, and then there's those who grew up on love, and you want to make sure that you that you connect yourself with those people who grew up on love and and not on just surviving because." If that if they have that mentality of I gotta survive, I gotta I'm just trying to survive, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to survive, then they will use you unknowingly to them, but because that's how love was transferred to them. It's like I I have to survive. Like uh the mindset is okay, I gotta get what I can to get where I gotta go. You know, and and they kind of forget, like, you know, sometimes you can forget the love aspect and that when you're dealing with um the person who you invite. I want to be very clear. You invite into your life. You know, we, I'm at the age to where it's like, um, if I didn't come for you, don't, don't come for me. I'm very particular on the people like who I invite into my world, who I invite into my life because 
mental peace, emotional peace is so important. And I know me, I I am, I am a huge, I'm a giver. That's just what I do. I'm a nurturer. And I feel like anyone who I invite into my life, I am gifting them with me. And that you might be like, oh, wow, you kind of, but no, let's, let's be real, be real with yourself. I think a lot of us have a hard time with complimenting ourselves and, uh, and knowing thyself. And like I said, I, I know that I'm a nurturer, I'm a giver. And because that's how I am, I have to be careful on who I invite into my life because, you know, a person can take advantage of that. You know, a narcissist can take advantage of that, which is also part of trauma bonding, you know, and sometimes unknowingly to them. But especially if they grew if their source of love or their vision of love is like a struggle type of thing or, you know, a survival type of thing. Like, you know, they don't all they don't normally know like, oh, OK, you know, I'm using this person or because that's just how they grew up. Like, I got to survive. You know, I got to get it how I can, where I can. You know, so you got to be careful of the people that you invite in your life, you know, and when somebody show you who they are, believe them because nine times out of 10, a lot of these friendships, relationships that we get into, they end up being trauma bonded and toxic. We have the flags initially. Definitely ignore them. Yeah, definitely. We have those flags and we choose to ignore them. You have to ask yourself, why? Like, why did I, you know? Definitely. Why did I ignore that? What's wrong with me? What makes me not whole to where I feel like I still need this toxicity in my life to uh, compliment me, which is, you know. And I think that's where it it got to with with me and my friend of 20 years is that um, I got to a point where I no longer needed someone like her in my life. I was on a spiritual journey on the emotional journey, finding myself, being okay with myself. And every time I talked to her, she was still on some petty ass bullshit, still going through people's Instagrams, trying to, trying to, um, trying to figure out if they cheating on her, finding things to, um, if they was messing up, just petty ass shit. And I wasn't down for that anymore. I became a bus driver. I was working in San Francisco, working for Muni. While she was still trying to figure out her life. We're damn near 40 years old. How much more you can figure out about your life? Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it's, and first I of mean, all, you ain't damn near 40. You only 35. But well, I mean, close well, enough. I'm, I'm but, 35. But, but I'm saying, like, but, but if, if, you ain't, if you ain't learning, you ain't growing. No, so. definitely. And that's, the, that's why I feel. I feel like I'm still learning to love myself, still learning how to be there. But I also realized that there are certain people I just didn't need in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she was one of them. Yeah. And unfortunately, that ended the last person that I thought was a friend to me. And I really grew really close bonds with my brother, with my sister, with my sister-in-law, even with my mom now. I can honestly say that my mom is one of my friends. Even though you know they're a parent, mm-hmm. but I, we have an adult friendship now, and right. I, my little small circle is my family. Yeah, and yeah. it's nothing wrong with that. Like it's not, it's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I want to just say that whatever help that you feel you might need mentally, or whatever if you need therapy or counseling, please get that. Like that's important. 
we go into these relationships or situationships coming in um, half when we should be coming in whole. You don't want, you don't ever want to get in a relationship saying that this person completes me. You don't ever want no one to complete you. You want to come in 100% and you want that person to come in 100% so you guys can be, you know, you want to come in whole. That's that's a whole other story, right? That's a whole other conversation. And not someone that's going to complete you. You want to come in already complete. So work on you before you get into these, you know, any of these relationships and, you know, and and a friendship is a relationship. I can tell you this, uh, to, to be honest with you, a friendship breakup is almost as hard, if not harder, than a relationship breakup. You know, they can be just as hard, you know, even a trauma bonded ones, because you have to come to a realization like, wait, this, this was toxic. This was not good for me. And then you have to realize like, oh, shoot, part of that was, is me. Yeah. You know, it's not always just, it's never just a one way street. I mean, in some situations it can be, but it's like, okay, but you're allowing this. How long are you going to allow this treatment? Right. You know, to you. So, um, so that kind of ends our discussion on friendship trauma, um, or trauma bonded friendships. Like I told you, or like I stated on the uh, Instagram, that this will be a two-part series. Next week, we'll be discussing the relationship, the romantic relationship part of that. Um, Rachel will probably be crying when she discusses <laughs> I'll make sure I have all of my tissues ready. <laughs> because but, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've read that majority... Most of the trauma bonded are with romantic relationships, but they can transfer into friendships and um, coworkers, and coworkers, yeah, and family. So um, that's gonna be that's gonna definitely be a, a really strong topic of next week. Before I uh, let you guys go, I want to give a shout out to Royal Whip, who be keeping me whipped and dipped. Okay. Um, if you have any issues with your hair, your hairstyles, or whatever the case may be, hit up Miss T because she definitely did that. She is who keep me whipped and dipped every week. If you see me, be like, oh, if you ever said, Juju, I love your locks. Juju, I love your cut. Please believe that was Royal Whip. I go to her, to her, uh, to her place of business and sit on my, uh, sit on her uh, throne. Three every three weeks, okay, and come out looking good. So if you have, if you worried about your hair being healthy, you worried about oh you want a new look, you want a new hairstyle, or you just want to keep looking good, improve your hairstyle, improve your maintenance of your hair, whatever the case may be, please hit up Royal Whip. Miss T did that. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for part two of Trauma Bonded Relationships um, coming next Friday after eight. And um, thank you again. All Talk No Chaser with Juju and Rachel on today. And Miss Mocha would be back soon. Thank you guys. Peace out. Bye.